Hello and welcome to episode 57 of Ardent Run Club. I'm Tommy, I'm your host, and today I'm joined by an athlete from the North East running for South Shields Harriers. He's been running for over 30 years and doesn't plan to stop in any time soon. He's run a number of marathons, and since marathons aren't enough, he now does a lot of fail racing. His passion for the sport runs so, so deep, so please, ladies and gentlemen, join me in welcoming Paul Doxford. Paul, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. How's yourself? Yeah, I'm doing well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today, man. I've got lots to talk to you about, so, yeah, lots and lots of questions. Just when I hear what you've got to say, so thank that's you for joining. not a problem. Fire awesome. away. Awesome. Well, let's just get into it. Paul, you've been running for over 30 years, so you must have loads and loads of stories. But before we get into them, tell us what the first story is. Take me back to the beginning. What actually got you into running in the first place? Well, I used to play football quite a lot, um, played in local teams, um, and to complement my fitness, I used to go running, just mm-hmm. as for training purposes, and I discovered I liked it, and I thought that could be half decent, and mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, I enjoyed the, everything that goes with it, and as I got more into the running, and slightly older, I thought, I can't do the football and the running because the two, even though they complement each other, one goes against the other. And I made a conscious decision to back off the football, and I started to do a few what you used to call fun runs in them days. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got into them, and then I did the north run. And then I went down to the local running club, which was South Shields, my hometown. And the rest is history, so as they say. I just took it from there. That's awesome. So what year did you do that North Run? Um, the first year I did the North Run was somewhere around about 87, I think. And I think I did 126 for my first North Run, which was wow. okay at the time. That's really good. So you were just like generally good, like generally fit, and that kind of came from your football, or was it more of a, a natural thing, like you were always kind of fit and healthy? Well, I've never been overweight, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always played football and sports all through my school years. Um, cricket, basketball, football. I always played in the football teams, played for my town team. And so I've always been active as such. Yeah. Um, quite a busy person, always on the move. Okay. Um, so that's, it just it just helped. That's yeah. Just so like it's in my DNA just to keep 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 moving. Just I keep moving, keep active. Yeah. Okay. And you said that 126 was okay. Firstly, I think 126 is amazing. But if you class that as okay, when would you say that you got good at running? Um. Well, it's that's a strange question to be honest. Mm-hmm. Because I think everybody's good at running. Yeah. Okay. And the reason I say that is obviously some are faster than others but i think running can also be a personal sport because what's good for one person time-wise mightn't be good for somebody else so you could have a slower runner but they're happier so they get a better feeling a good feeling but actually if you talk about being a decent standard um it took us a year or two to get like a, what they call a call running inside us and get used to it and learn the sport yeah. with the help of other people and progress. 
Wow. And then yeah. I, I took on different events. Um, and I, I'll never run the times I used to run. Yeah. Because now I'm, I'm 60, nearly 61. But I look back over the years and think, ah, I've got some decent times. I didn't do too bad. Mm-hmm. Never, never good enough to hit the top ranks. But I'd say... I think it would be fair to say I was a decent club runner. That's really good. That's really good. And you're happy with that? Yes, I am. I am happy. And I think for the people that are listening, um, you should always take your positives out your running. You should always always look look at the positives. It is an honest sport. And sometimes you've got to look back and say, well, I had a bad run. I wasn't the best performance, but always try to do the positives. And I've got an old saying, and that's nobody's ever last in a race. They're just the slowest winner. So everybody who runs, they're getting themselves out the door. They're enjoying it, hopefully, <laughs> putting the effort in, and that's all good progress. So no matter how fast you are, who you are, you're heading in the right direction and nobody can knock you for that. Well, wow, that's a wonderful perspective. I've never, ever thought of it like that. Because like you say, there is, it's not it's not just the race. It's like getting preparing for the race and getting out the door and mentally getting there and doing that in oh, itself a lot of the time is a huge uh, achievement. So, yeah, wow. It, yes, it is. It's, it's, it's not the easiest for sports no. because people can help you and give you advice, but once you start, it's only you. It's not like being on a bike where you can freewheel. Yeah. You, 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 you've, you've just got to keep your, your feet going. But I think running does something for you mentally. It, you, can, you can clear your mind. You can put the world to rights. You can solve all your problems to a degree. You, you can think when you're running. And the thing about running is a lot of people think, oh, I need to go for a run. I should train. Mm. And they're, they're not looking forward to it. But I can guarantee when they come back, they'll say, I'm glad I did that. That's a race uncertainty. And sometimes if you don't go, you tend to beat yourself up about it. That is true. So yeah. it is, it's, a, it's a sport which, over the years, I think I became a much stronger person. Not just physically, but mentally, because of me running. I've proved to myself that I'm mentally strong, because when I've been tired, worn out, the weather's been bad, I've went out and done it, and I've kept it going. And I do honestly believe that if you go run, you will become mentally stronger. Yeah. Wow. What, where do you think that passion for running comes from, for you? Well... I think, well, I know I'm the type of person, if I'm go, if something's worth doing, it's worth doing right. Yeah. So if, if once I took the running on, I got better at it, I wanted to get better again. And I think a lot of competitive runners are competitive in any sport. If you're a competitive person, which I've always been, you always want to add that bit better. You have a... You could have a good run, and you cheat yourself. I did well there, mm. but then next breath you're thinking, I want to be 20 seconds faster, 
30 seconds faster. Yeah. I was 10th in the race. I want to be 6th. I want to be 5th. I want to win. And it's the competitive edge that keeps you going. And I've always been a competitive person. And even even up to now, I've still got that. And yeah. I'm pleased I've still got that. I have not lost the edge of wanting to beat somebody, be in front of them, beat myself. Yeah. Aim for it, time and do it. And I think if you turn to running, it makes you that competitive person. Yeah. And even if you just, it's a personal thing sometimes where you just want to better yourself. And again, that makes you a, a stronger person, a more determined person. So it's a, it's a win-win situation. Yeah. Do you, do you kind of think that you're your reasons and your passions for running changed over the year? Or do you think it was just that, uh, just the same constant uh, reason behind it? Um, it does It does come in and out. Mm-hmm. And sometimes where, and it happens to all runners, I think, um, you lose the edge. It becomes, it can become a bit of a chore. Or you're not quite on the ball, you, you you tend to drift away a little bit, which isn't a bad thing, because sometimes you can't constantly go all the time. And sometimes in running, if you drift back a little bit, then all of a sudden you'll, you'll have a little run or you'll do something. It's not the biggest run in your life, but what it does is it, it's, it gets the fire going again. Yeah. As long as, the, as long as the fire doesn't go out, it's still there, it's still lit. But you do something, I missed that, and then all of a sudden, before you know it, you're roaring again. Yeah. And uh, and that's that's it's, it's that's that's a great thing about it. You can't you can't die off, but it doesn't do anybody any harm to back off a little bit. And my advice is to people who are running, if you if you start to feel that way, just back off a little bit, give yourself a rest, just come away a little bit and go in fresh. Now I've always try to keep myself fresh, but being human like everybody else, there is times where I've backed off a little bit. Mm. And you haven't got the training in. But then, you think, I'm missing it. So we'll, you, yeah. you give yourself a kick up the behind and you, you turn it around and you get back into it and away you go again. Yeah. And it's 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 good to have them peaks and troughs sometimes. Yeah. Because only when you take something away do you realise how much you miss it. Mm, it's kind of like when when you see your friends out there racing and doing yeah. well and getting PBs, and you're like, oh, I remember that feeling. I want to get back into that, and you get motivated and inspired again. It's kind of like yes, that. Yes, that's that's exactly it. The only problem with running is you lose it quicker than you gain it. Yeah. So if you get fit, you'll get unfit quicker than you got fit. Mm. But another one is people should never forget what got you fit once. We'll get you fit again. So go back to basics and start again. Mm. And running, um, one of my advising people on running, that's just like building a wall. What you've got to do is you've got to put the foundation down first. Basic miles, just enjoy it. Do what you do. Get yourself out the door. Doesn't matter how long, how far. Just keep adding. And once you've got the foundation, one brick at a time, one run at a time. And before you know it, you'll have built that wall and you'll be a much stronger and fitter person. Yeah. Building the foundations. 
It's really yeah. important. Put your, found, put your foundation down first. Yeah. And it's strange because the amount of people who say to me, I can't run. And I look puzzled and I'll say, can you walk? <laughs> well, of course. I say, well, just walk a bit quicker. And before you know it, you'll have one foot coming off the ground. And by boy, look at you, you're running. Oh, you know? Of course you can. Of course you can. The only, the only reason people can't run, unless they're physically injured, and yet I hear it all about, oh, it's me knee, it's me back, it's me head, it's me foot, it's me everything else. You know, just, 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 just try a little bit. Yeah. And if they go out and walk and then jog, I mean, I know, I know people who say, I can't run. But if the bus is there to take them to the pub and catch the bus, I know. Yeah. Run for the bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah, you know, so it's, it's, well, we're, we're, we're going to all do it. We're going to all do it. Exactly. And some people, I think, if they try, it's, they surprise themselves. And I've met many, many a person throughout my life involved with running. And I've met some wonderful, wonderful people. And there is, there's a lot of wonderful people in the sport. And, um, they're all glad that we started it. And I think if you don't try it, you might just be missing out on something. And if it's not for you, well, so be it. But at least you've tried it. Give it mm. a go. You've got nothing to lose. And once you've done a run and you've achieved something, nobody will ever take that off you. Yeah, exactly. If you've run a 10K, a 10-mile, a 20-mile, a marathon, if you've done that, even if it's only once, nobody can take that away. You can always say it. I've done that, and I did it in that time, and I did that event. No, nobody, nobody can pinch it. It's yours. You, you've always got that memory. That's brilliant. Yeah. Speaking of marathons and races, what would you say your your favourite or most memorable race that you ever competed in was? Well. <clears throat> No, you see, there's, there's, there's a question and a half. That's, that's a hard one. <laughs> uh, I have a feeling it will be split between road and fell. And... Well, that's, that's, that's the thing. Um, I mean, if, if you want to put barriers in between them, yeah, that would be, that. be a that. different thing. I mean, if you started off on the track, mm. there's some fantastic track. This is 1,500 meters. You, you you need to finish before you start, you know, it's, it's, it's an awesome event, right up to 10,000 on the track. Yeah. Um, I used to do a lot of track running, but road, I think, that the, if you talk marathon, mm. I think without doubt, the best marathon I've ever done, and this is obviously from your personal point of view, is London. Nice. London's fantastic. London's fantastic. It's, mm. When did you do that? When was the first time you did that? Um, I've done London four times. Four times. The last time I did that was 2013. Yeah. Um, but the thing about London is, it's not just the race, it's the weekend. Hmm. It's, you go down early the day before, two days before. Uh, you, you spend your time in London. You I've put myself in a hotel. We've went to the centre uh, to get your number. Yeah. Uh, Everything's going on, all the the full exhibition, and then all you all become part of it. And the race itself is phenomenal. The amount of people that watch it's unreal. You know, somebody says if you run the London Marathon, you've competed in front of nearly a million people. Oh, wow, is, that's true. Which is when you think, oh, it's yeah, when you've got 26 miles of bodies 
watching you all shouting and screaming. Yeah. And it's such a, it's such a fantastic event. Um, there is a lot of good races kicking about, and you like them for all different reasons. But if I had to put, if I had to put my hat on one marathon, I'd probably say London. London. Yeah, I'd, uh, definitely, definitely say London. And then yeah. obviously, the other passion is obviously like the cross country and the fell running. Mm. Um, cross country wise, biggest race in the country without doubt the nationals, the national cross country event. Yeah. Um, which is staged every year, once in the north, once in the middle, and then once in the south. So it's a fair for people to travel. So every yeah. three years. Um, and I've been all over the country doing them, but without doubt, the biggest cross country race in the national calendar is must be Parliament Hill in London. Yeah. That's a fantastic, that's a fantastic venue. It's a great venue. Parliament Hill. And if I was to move on to Fell, oh, there's some classic Fell races. <laughs> uh, some classics. But I think the one that's got me is the Borradale. Okay. The Borradale Fell race, and that's 17 and a half mile, but you climb six and a half thousand foot. Jeez. How and many thousand foot? Six and a half thousand foot. It's, it's a beast. <laughs> it's, 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 to say the least, it's brutal. To say it the least. It takes you over Scarfield Pike, highest point in England, takes you Great Gable, um, many others, and it's, it is, it's a, it's a fantastic race. Um, but you only get hardened fell runners in it. You've yeah. got to prove to the organisers that you can actually run fell races. You've got to, have like a standard of races that you've done to qualify Damn. which is a good idea because you'd hate to think somebody would just turn up yeah say, I'm oh, have go this, get lost not make it wander off not be fell hardened and put themselves in danger which unfortunately somebody might do and yeah. the organisers have got a duty of care so the way they organise it's fantastic and that's yeah. The fell one is completely different to the road. That looks it's brutal. A men- it's a, yeah, it's a different mentality as well of runner. Mm. Where how, yeah, how do you kind of prep for a fell race? Sorry? How do you prep for a fell race? Hills. Plenty of hills. <laughs> practice, practice, practice hills. Practice hills. Practice um, being out in rough conditions. Any, never run past a hill. Preferably a rocky or grassy one. Just keep on training on hills. Strengthen the legs. It's that's all you can do. Just and get over there and get to the legs of the lakes or up Wola or wherever mm. you live. Uh, Derbyshire Dales or you know the Pennines. Anywhere, anywhere where it's big like that, and just keep practicing. Do you that's like do you like prepping for fell races? If all you're doing is hills and climbing up mountains, do you actually enjoy that experience? Yes, I do. It's wow. it's hard work. It's yeah. very hard work. Um, I've got a little scene, which is run, fell, run, free. Mm. And the great thing about fell running is that you might as well put your watch away. It doesn't matter. We're in a road race, especially 10Ks, half marathons. A lot of people are obsessed with how, how many minutes to the mile and all that sort of game. And they want the medal at the end in the t-shirt 
and lots of applause where in the fells where you go and because of the in the in the fells you can run one mile and it might take you eighteen minutes. But the next mile might take you five minutes. Because you're going up one way and down the other. Yeah. So there's no there's no consistency. There's no consistency whatsoever. And to me it's just the freedom of being out there, the open space, the type of terrain. Yeah. Uh, it could be mud, could be peat bog, could be rock, could be scree, could be bracken, could be heather, could be running through cross rivers, and it's just just the wildness of it that I thoroughly enjoy. Yeah. It's it, it is. Yeah, I think if you develop from road and you try getting out, a lot of people who I know like the freedom and they've been out in the wild, and it's it's just a fantastic sport. It's just just a great sport, but. Some some people are track people. Some are road. Some are cross yeah. country. Some are fell. It's of all it's whatever floats your boat, sort of. Exactly. Yeah. Speak, you know? So what yeah. would you say your best and worst fell running experiences are? So either in a race oh. or maybe in a recce or something like that. <laughs> well, there's a few. There's a few. <laughs> um, I like the Chevy Chase, which okay. is uh, from Woola in Northumberland, which yeah. is a twenty mile fell race. It's about 4,000 foot of climbing. Um, probably bad experience on there, but was when I put my foot in a little ditch and snapped the bottom of my fibula. So <sighs> I was waiting to get a helicopter off. Um, Ouch. So that, so that was, yeah, I said ouch as well. <laughs> but um, that's, so that sort of... That's what, that's what it killed that race for us. Um, mind you, I always, I've always said in that race, I ran well the first half, but I flew the second. Oh, so, you, you know, um, that was it. And it was, it was strange, that, because after that happened, it took us up to Wandsbeck Hospital. So I get to Wandsbeck Hospital, uh, just a little story here. So they had a look in the X-ray and what have you, and they said, um, oh, yeah, yeah, you've stamped the bottom of your fibula. Okay, we'll put a cast on it, go to your local hospital tomorrow, you'll take this temporary off and put one on, that'll be on for six weeks or whatever. I went, okay. So they did that, which was very nice of them, I thanked them, and they said, okay, you can go now. And I said, where? <laughs> well, you're done. I said, hold on, I'm standing here. I've got one fell shoe on, a plaster on the other leg, a fell shoe in my hand, a pair of shorts and a running vest and a bag, with a bottle of water and some jelly beans. Where am I going to go and how? And they like, looked at each other and thought, oh dear, what we're going to do with this guy? Oh, and I was dear. just like stuck there. But fortunately, one of the lads had found out where I was and he followed us up and he took us back. So oh, he managed good. to catch us. So, so, so that was good. Yeah. But um, I thought, well, there's been some interesting stories on the runs. I think... I go back to the Borrowdale. Yeah. I've done the Borrowdale twice or once. The first time I succeeded, and it was, I got round in because we've got cut off times, and they're very stringent on the cut off times. There's no, there's no leeway, you're either in or you're out. Mm. Um, and I completed the Borrowdale the first time. And it, was, it was just a great event to finish. And I was so pleased and proud that I'd finished. And there's a bit of a legend 
in the Lake District as well as a few. But one's called Billy Bland. He's a old fellow and a fantastic mm. coach, coach record holder for for that race. Um, and he's just just a really nice guy. He's he's lived in the lakes all his life and he's he's won loads of races over there. And he's, he's all like he's a bit of an iconic legend in the, the likes of Josh Neal and all the old ones. And at the end of the race after the Borrowdale, I'd made some little steel statues of fellowness and I presented him with one because he was at the race afterwards and we had a great conversation and that law was sticking in my mind just talking to this guy, you know, and he gives loads of advice and he's a really nice guy. But the following year, I went back to do it again. Yeah. And unfortunately, I'd done a race the week before and I think that was still in the legs and... The day of the borrow deal that year was really hot. It was in the 20s. Oh, nice. And I got to the last check checkpoint, which is a place called Honestar Pass. And I only had um, a client called Dale Head to do. But when I got to Honestar Pass, there was about four or five of us running there. And we knew we were really close to the cutoff time. And when we got there, the Check the numbers, okay, fine. And then this lady turned around and said, Sorry, lads, you're out, you're timed out. Oh. And I must admit, there was a tiny bit of us thought, Oh, it's over. But the rest of us, which was 99.99%, just sort of like sank because I'd ran, claimed for. Four hours thirty-five, and I had to get in four hours thirty, and I'd oh. done about five and a half thousand foot, and I just so all that had gone, all that was basically I'd so like I wouldn't say failed because I'll just call it unfinished business, um, mm-hmm. and such such was the feeling of disappointment and desperation. Well, I was that close, but missed it. It was, it was definitely my worst feeling, my worst experience in running throughout all the years to be timed out. Wow. And that, all that effort. And the worst thing about it was, it's nice of them, um, we got a lift from there back to the finish. But then the, you drove into the field where everybody else had finished. Oh. And you got out and you could see everybody who finished and you just felt... I must admit, after that race, that run, I went back the way I was staying, which was the Borrowdale Youth Hostel, and I just went in and just lay down in a dark room for about two hours and just recovered. And I was, that was my worst ever experience in running. I've had some, I've had some great times, um, loved victories and good runs and happiness, but I think, like in all sports, sometimes you've got to get hurt in it. You've got to get, you've got to get beat. And I've always said, you'll never learn anything from your good ones. You'll always learn off your bad ones. You'll always learn off your defeats. Because yeah. it's great when you win. Everything's hunky-dory. But when you do something and don't quite make the mark, that's when you've got to think, what went wrong? What do I need to do? And they're the ones you learn from. Which is like in a lot of sports, it's like life, I suppose. You do something wrong, 
you make a mistake, that's where you learn. So, yeah, but the, the bar deal is definitely the most outstanding service I've done, and it's, it sticks in my mind big mm. time. The highs and lows. Wow. The highs and lows. So, are you part of a training group, or do you train by yourself? Um, no, we train together. We have at the club, there's, we normally train like most Harriers uh, mm-hmm. clubs on here, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, I often train quite often by myself, but there's times we go, we do sessions together, but on a Saturday morning is a favourite one for us if we're not running, we get a little group and we go here running and then down into Shields and along the beach. Nice. And on Sunday, we've got what we call a, a marathon club for people who've done marathons who like running distance. And we normally meet up on a Sunday morning, and that's when we do what we call LSD. Um, it's long, slow distance. And we just get out there and have a nice casual slow run. Um, could be anything from an hour and a half to three hours. Wow. And just have a natter along the way and just, just enjoy it, you know. But yeah. it's and yeah there's, you know me seeing the same little people who train together and I think it's important um, for anybody who's starting off they should either maybe join a club and don't be I don't think people should be fighting to join a club years ago running clubs for people who were fast and good and the myth used to be I won't join a running club because I'm not good enough of course you're good enough we all started somewhere, you know, and but these days running clubs are a lot more mixed, more social, yeah. where people can go and join. And the miles go a lot quicker if you're training with somebody or running with somebody. So my advice to people would be say, get yourself a running partner. Yeah. Get yourself a running partner and work together because you, before you know it, you'll bounce off each other. What would you say and the best you, thing about training in with somebody is or in a group is? You drag each other around. Mm-hmm. No, no doubt about it. You drag each. There's no, there's no excuse. There's no excuse because if they're going well, you're going well. You tend to, you do. You tend to pull each other around. You haven't got that, so I'm just going to go slow or I'm just going to do this. You tend to, tend to work together. You help each other, and it's, it's, it's a good thing when one's feeling down, you know, pull that one round a bit, and plus the men's go a lot quicker. It's a long. It can be a long, lonely road. But if there's two or three of you and you're having a little bit natter along the way and working together, that road's a lot shorter. It's a lot shorter. That's really good. It makes life a lot easier. Yeah. And the, the company's just good. The company's good. Yeah. That's really good. So you mentioned that you have some some sessions on Saturday and you do um, your long Sunday runs as well. Uh, what other sort of sessions do you do and what is your favourite sort of session to do? When you're training? Well, I like hills. <laughs> okay. I'm sad like that. Everybody yeah. thinks I'm sad. There's a lot of people look at me and think, why? Why does he like hills that hurt? <laughs> um, maybe because that's why I like them. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but no, I like getting off road. Um, there's a few will go. There's an area around Shields, Clean Hills, and there's a place in something called Tunsil that we'll go to. And anyway, where there's the hills, but we like getting out, getting up there, and but during the week we try to fit in a, a speed session. And on a Friday, um, 
I'll take a track session. A track um, session. We'll have, yeah, we have some of the younger lads, the fast lads is what I call them. They're going down the track and then I sometimes join in with them. But I think the great thing about the training that I do is you can vary it. And I think you should. I'll do hill sessions. I'll do a bit of speed work. Um, I'll do what they call a fart leg session, yeah. which is Spanish word for speed play. Um, you know, and you, I like to vary my training because I don't think you should get stuck into a rut. And also, different routes. Go somewhere different. Go somewhere where you've never been before. Yeah. And the amount of places I've found just because I said I'm going to go this way and go for a run, it's it's a big world out there. That is true, yeah. And, and if you run, you can go different routes. Um, an example, I've had people come and say, I've just started running. How do you think I'm doing? I'll say, what are you doing? And they'll say, well, I'm doing three, five-mile runs a week. And I'll say, well, that's very good. But it's wrong. And they'll look at me and go, it's wrong? I say, yeah. Not wrong, but how about adjusting it? So instead of doing three fives, 15 miles a week, you're just starting. Acceptable, quite nice, quite good, you're doing well. Why don't you do one five, one three, which is faster, and one seven, which is slightly slower? You've still got your 15 mile in, but you varied it. Your heart rate will be going back over the three and see how fast you can go. Your five's your five. And your seven, you can just take your time with and enjoy. But you're still getting your 15 mile. So I think variation in running is important. And that's why when I train, I like to vary. And so I get speed, I get strength on the hills, and I get that mixture. I've got lots of ingredients, not just one. Yeah. I think people should train like that. That's really smart. That's really good. What's your weekly mileage like? Well, I'm guessing it varies a lot. It does. It varies. It varies. Um, oh, years ago, it used to be anywhere. The high, I think the highest I've run in a week's about 96. Mm-hmm. Somewhere around there, just short of the hundreds. But uh, if I'm really going well, ideally, I think they get about 50 to 60 in. But if, if you're doing 30 miles or just under... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, you know. Sometimes depends what sort of week I've had, so life gets in the road. Mm-hmm. Um, but rule of thumb is, if you're doing less miles, do more quality miles. Sometimes if you, the quality miles count. When you um, say quality oh, miles, what do you mean by that? Well, if you're just going to jog along, so to speak, Mm-hmm. You can you can do that, but if you know you're not going, if you're even for say thirty mile a week, and you know this week you've got you're working late, there's things to do, life's got in the road as it does, you're not going to get out your four or five times. You're only going to get out two or three. What you could do is say, right, I'll if I'm going to do a short run, I'll go faster. I'll put some quality in. Mm. I'll work. I'll put the same amount of effort in in them three miles as I would in the seven. Mm. So you work harder, you don't you go faster, you don't keep that pace as you would on the seven. 
So Good. what you do is you 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 allow it, you try and you try and shoot your session to to what you've got. So and, and it's like a track session. A track session will only be when I take a track session for people, they will know more than five k. They only do three miles, mm. but it's a quality three miles, and that's the difference. Gotcha. So you you you've got to fit your session in, and what suits you at the time. Yeah. What you're training, what you're training for, what you're looking at, and if you, no matter what session you do, if you walk away from it, and think that was worth doing, I enjoyed that. And I got out of it what I wanted. That's great. And we're all different. Yeah. Some people, like I say, some people just want to, if they can jog once on the block, they're happy as Larry. Some people want to go out and do 15 miles in a certain time. It doesn't matter. Again, because running, it can be such a personal thing. It gets down to that, what's, what's right for you. What yeah. shoots you? What shoots you as an individual? And the fastest, the fastest person is always not the happiest. Somebody could be ten minutes quicker than somebody else in a race, but the one that's ten minutes slower may be happier because they've beat their best time. Well, yeah. Even though the ten minutes behind the other person, the other person's human because it should have been quicker, but the one ten minutes slower. They're still with car wheels because they've, like I say, they've, they've got a PB. Exactly, yeah. So, the, the one who's coming minutes quicker is higher up. Might have been third or fourth in the race, the other one's whatever. But the one that's slower has had a better run, even though they're slower than the other one. So that's because it's a personal thing. And that's the good thing about running. We can all take our own personal goals out of it. Exactly, um, yeah. So... If you run and you do what you want to do, then you've achieved. You you you've you've won your bit. You've won your race. Yeah. Which is which which is a which is a good thing. Well, as for the training, mm. just get out, do it, and enjoy it. Well, enjoy enjoyment's the key. Yeah. And speaking about goals, do you currently have any goals for running? Oh yes. The goals never finish. The goals never finish. Um. Uh. Plans. I'm always planning the next one. Um, March, March next year, um, I've got a 50 mile old run in Chester, yeah. which has been postponed, which was postponed due to COVID, and I missed it. Um, so I'm at the moment. I'm just heading the training and all that. Also, I mentioned the bar deal before. I'd like to go back next year and have another stab at that one. Unfinished it's business. One, well, it's. I did it beat me so I think we've got to have a decider somewhere along the line yeah you know maybe maybe I'll nail it maybe it'll nail me but <laughs> hey, let's 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 bring it on you know we'll, yeah. we'll give it a go and uh, it deserves it deserves that respect so I've got to I've got to give it another till next year I think nice and also I look at myself um 61 in Feb no spring chicken. I think I think I've still got lots of years left though in the running career. But nice. You never know what's on the corner. Yeah. I I mean, start of this year I was going well, but then the Achilles went and I was injured for for best part of four months, and that was a big blow. And I went to a very deep place, dark dark place with me running because I 
I just didn't think it was going to mend, you know, and that was really, really depressing. Mm. So I'd say, do it while you can. Yeah. Because when you, when you can it, you miss it. You miss it big style. And I don't know how long I'll be, be running on the fells. You know, for many a year yet, I hope. But that's why I've always got another target. And I'm looking for my next one, and I'm just, just enjoying everyone that I do. Every oh. every race that I do, I go out and enjoy it and think, well, yeah, that's another one in the bag. Get it in there. That's great. And there's, some, and, there's, and there's some beautiful ones out there. And keep doing different ones. I'd say to people, you've got your favourites and do them, but go and do different ones. Learn yeah. about different ones. You might just... Explore. Might, yeah, go, go, and, go, and, go and try... Go and try something different, you know. You, you just so something you, you don't want steak and chips for your tea every night, you know. Go <laughs> go go out and have something different, yeah. Have have a variation, yeah. You know, you may you may you may just en- you may just enjoy a different run in a different place, Love you know. It. And I'm, I'm I'm still still doing that and still looking looking for new challenges all the time. Yeah. But I think to be honest, when I stop looking for new challenges and that's when the embers will start to die out a little bit. Yeah. You know. And but that like won't be for a while I'm, yet. Oh, definitely not. No, definitely not. I'm still, still glowing. Still glowing. Yeah. And and on the other side of running, you're also a coach. Uh, yes, I do. I do a little bit. I help out. I help out. Help I've never touched right. myself. I've never helped me. I've done a coaching course and what have you, but... I think to be a coach, you've got to really get to know people and get into them and all that. But I won't debate them one for me. I won't really class myself as a coach as such. Okay. But I've got a lot of experience I can pass on. And fair yeah. play, I think I'm fairly well respected locally um, because I get a lot of people coming asking us for advice and you know, what do you think? What should I do? What do you, you, you know? Yeah. And sometimes you get the right advice, sometimes you give them advice that may be slightly wrong for them, you don't know, but you try your best. But no, I take um, I take track sessions on a Friday and um, I've taken out people out running many a time and taking them over to the lakes and showing them places and, and help that way I can and try to pass your advice on. Um, and if the advice I've passed on has helped somebody and made them a better runner or improved them on what to do, then well that's it, that's you think it's I important think it, to pass on that information and experience? It's it's very important because if you don't pass knowledge on, it's wasted. If you know something and you can help somebody and you don't offer them that, that 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 help will just that'll just die with you. You know, you've got a everybody's learned of somebody else. Nobody's Nobody's like naturally knows everything. That's true. Yeah. So if if you can get that bit of information into somebody, or ask them something. I mean, even last night there was a gentleman from our club. Said Paul, I, I, I'm tired myself out running up the hills when I do cross country. Afterwards, he says I've got no energy left. What am I doing wrong? So somebody said, talk to you. So straight away, I explained what I thought was his problem. That he was trying too hard up the hills. He was wasting all his energy up the hill. And mm. He was never going to pass 
a huge amount of people. Nobody was going to go much faster than anybody else up these certain hills, but you've got to be strong enough to kick off the top. So my advice was steady on the hill, just hold your form and then kick off the top. And then you can push on, you know, and and we're talking about different theories and all that. And he went away and he went, champion, I'll try that. He said, it sounds much better than what I was doing. And I was pleased that I passed the information on. And hopefully it'll work for him. But the, the point being is, I think everybody needs to help each other. And if we if all help each other, we'll, we'll, we'll all be better at something. Yeah, because we'll improve. Every day is, every day is a school day. Yeah, people, wow. People still help me. They'll, people will throw something my way and I'll think, I never thought of that one. That's a good idea. I like that. You know, and we do we'll, we'll, we'll all help each other. That's awesome. I, think it's, I, think, I think it's important that, not just in running, just in life in general, we help each other and give good advice and all that, and it's, it's a place will just be a better place. And yeah. certainly in the, in the running world, you know, if you, can, if you can push somebody on and give them the encouragement, and sometimes running's not in the legs, you know, it's in the head. Yes. Especially wow. in the big ones, especially in the big ones like marathons. I it's bet. not in the legs. The legs, the legs are. It's, it's, you, you, you've got to get into the head and convince them that the yes, you can't. You know, yeah. and, and, and it's because at the end of the day, it's the head that controls the legs. That is right. You know, if, you, right. if, if, if your head says your legs stop, they'll stop. If your <laughs> head says your legs keep going, they'll keep going. Exactly. You know. Yeah. So where do you Maybe see? Not, not as fast as you want them to go, but never mind. So where do you think you need to improve um, at this current time in your, I guess, in your career, as it were? If you want to reach those goals. So you got these goals that you mentioned a little while ago. So where do you think that you're going to need to improve if you're going to be able to reach those goals? Um, it improves hard for me. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, obviously, I've had my best years. Yeah. Um, well, what, what, where would you try and focus your training then? Maybe I should say. Um, basically, try to maintain what I'm doing and just keep getting stronger and keep at it. Yeah. You know, you, you've just got to, for me personally, I've just got to keep at it. And what I do now, I forget about times that I used to run as such. Yeah. Because I'm never going to match them again. So now I look at the age group. Where am I in my age category? Um, is the time I've done, what I've achieved, good for where I am now yeah. as a 60-year-old? I mean, not so long ago I did two marathons in a week. So if you're 60-year-old and running two marathons in a week, yeah. you're thinking, I'm not doing too bad. <laughs> if you're 25-year-old and you're running two marathons in a week, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah, you think so. <laughs> that, that's, that's it. You, you, you know, you have a look. You have a look and you... You put yourself where you're at, mm. and again, again, it comes down to the runner's personal thing. I mean, you can get somebody who can look back and say, "Well, oh, I did that, and I've achieved this now." Six months ago, I couldn't, you know. And for me personally, I just want to each time get a little bit fitter, feel a bit better. Yeah. And round the age I am now try and beat me times as a 60-year-old, so every 10K I do, every one I do is a, is a, from the age group, I think, well, 
I won't get a personal best. I got a third year ago, but I'll get an age best. Yeah. So, so I've always got a so I've always got a challenge. Do, I don't want this to come to come across weirdly, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say it, but hopefully you understand what I'm saying. Um, when you realised you weren't gonna re- run those times that you were running when you were younger, how did you feel, and how did you come to that realization, and then how did you move forward from that? It's a hard one to take. Mm-hmm. It is it, for me personally. Some people might be bothered, but personally, it was a hard one to take. I knew I was getting slower. I mean, train and do everything right as much as I used to, mm. but we're only human. And unfortunately, age takes its toll. And it will, I just, just you just haven't got it like you used to. Yeah. Um, but it's just that realisation sinks in. And you look at your times and you get a little bit frustrated because you want to be as fast as you used to be. But you've got to just realise that it's it's not going to happen anymore. But that's when you've got to replace it with your new goal. Otherwise, you'll look back and think, oh, I'm not going to do what I used to do. It's worth doing. Of course it's worth doing. You set yourself a new goal, a new challenge. And that's why maybe... Subconsciously, I moved up the distance to marathons, and then I'm moving into ultras because it's a new challenge. Yeah. So I'm still getting the same buzz out of them. Me, and even if I go back to the track and do a 1500 race, I look, I look and think, well, hey, how far away am I from what I used to be? And you stop trying getting further away from it. You try and keep as close as you were even though there's a gap and you try and hold your form for your age. So all the time, if you can set yourself these little targets and keep yourself motivated, that's what works. It certainly works for me. Yeah. I'm looking like, well, I'll, if I can, where one time you could run a time in 10 miles and say X amount of time, now you can only do it in Y amount of time. You know, but yeah, so once you do that, you'll say, well, that's my standard now. I'll try and hold on to that. Yeah. But yeah, it is, it is a little bit when you start to lose your time. But like I said at the start, once you've done something, nobody can take your times away. Nobody can take your, your events away that you've done. Their memories, you've still got them. Nobody can rob you of them. And I mean, some of the best sportsmen in the world, yeah. They've all had to retire, they've all come to the end of the game, That's the end true, of their yeah. race. But they can look back and think, well, back in the day. And if you can say back in the day I did and I enjoyed, and the great thing about running is you can even at my age, which like I'm not old, there's a lot of people a lot of older people than me run, they're still enjoying it. Yeah. And it's that's a good thing. And that's still awesome. and even if they're down to running a couple of miles they're still getting the same satisfaction in doing that as they as they were when they were doing six and ten miles and they were flying years ago. Mm. If they're still getting the same pose and the same enjoyment, well, fair play to them. Exactly. Fair play. We'll, we'll, we'll just keep it going. We'll just keep it going. That's good. And what would you say the biggest thing you've learned about yourself through running over the years has been? The biggest what, sorry? The biggest thing you learned about yourself. <sighs> Stroke. 
strong wills. Definitely, definitely, like I say, in the mind. Physically, yeah, physically fit, um, in decent shape, got a good shape on us. Keep myself fit and all that, but going back to the mind thing, um, mentally, I honestly believe and I can honestly say I'm a much stronger person mentally. I can deal with things better um, because of the running, because I've had to push myself right to the limit sometimes when I've been in a in a hard place running. You, you, they're getting out the door when yeah. it's easier to sit down. You know, the kettle, you hear the kettle go on, the fire's warm. You look outside and it's melting down and it's cold and it's windy and you think, I don't need, you wouldn't send next door's dog out in it. But you're all thinking, okay, I'll put my shorts on and out I go. You know, and you have to drag yourself out. But not just that, there's, there's times where the determination in your mind, and I do, I, I think I think it makes you a stronger person mentally. Yeah. Because you, you, you're doing things which aren't easy. And it hurts. There's no doubt about it. We've all been there. We've all we've all hurt, but you drag yourself through that, and you don't give up. You keep on going. Where I'm not saying a lesser person, but what I will say is somebody without the same mental strength would stop doing something. Yeah. Or jack it in, or pack it in, or, or where if you've been a hardened runner and you've done it for years. You've got that mental strength that'll keep you going. And so, yeah, I think mentally, I think running's, running's helped me a hell of a lot. No, no, no doubt about that. Yeah. And I, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't imagine not doing it, to be honest. That's amazing. I've in, in and out a bit, but it's, it's been a huge part of my life. Yeah. And I can honestly say, I'm glad, I'm glad I found it. I'm glad I discovered it. Yeah. Because I've, I've had some great times. That's awesome. Some hard, some hard times as well. But, and I've met some wonderful people with it. And uh, I think the running community is a great, it's just a great family. And that's yeah. what the running community is. It's just one big family. Absolutely. That's awesome, man. Well, we're coming to the end of this. But before we do, I always love to do the find your fire round. So I've just got a few quick questions that I've got to ask you. You can answer them as quickly or in as much detail as you want. So do you want to give it a go? Ready to go? Yeah, fire away. Awesome. All right. Number one is what is a race that you've always wanted to run? Boston Marathon. Boston. Yeah. Yeah, decent. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, fancy the Boston Marathon. You gonna do it? I would. So the Boston Marathon would be good. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, what about a location that you've always wanted to run in? That maybe a country or a scenery or something like that. Well, it would definitely be abroad. It would definitely be abroad. Um, and oh, I'd love to go. I'd never be capable of doing it, but I'd love to go to and go and do something like have a look at the Barclays Marathon in America, mm. Tennessee. I'd like to go over there and ha ha have a look at that. Yeah, it's a savage event, but I just just like to go and see it. But um, country-wise, options are open. It's a big world out there. I'd run anywhere. Love it. 
as long as you get your shoes and your shorts, you can get going. Uh, yeah, but there was... I wouldn't mind some of the mountain ones. I'd like to get the Pyrenees somewhere like that. I'd love to go and have a, have a look at some of them. Nice. That's awesome. Okay, um, can you rank for me cross-country, road, fells, and track? Favourite to least favourite. Or the other way around, whichever one you prefer. What do I prefer? All of them. Yeah, yeah, what's your favourite? Um, yeah, well, what fell. do you prefer? Fells favourite? Fell. Fells, definitely. Okay. Oh, dear. What would you fit second? Probably cross country. And then third? Track and road. Track and road is for evens, evens. Even Stevens, okay. Yeah. Bells, cross country, track and road. Yeah. That's interesting. I think the uh, last person I spoke to, Kat Downey, she runs for Gateshead and Keswick Harriers and. She said that she loves fell running and said I need to get into it. So that's two people in a row that have said I need to do fell running. So, yeah. Oh, fell is fantastic. Awesome. Would you prefer running in the fells by yourself or with people? So, well, I go with people because A, I like the company. Mm-hmm. And it's, and from a safety point of view, for somebody who's sat on a fell with a, both leg for two hours. Yeah. Um, I understand why you should always be something with you, somebody with you. Yeah. What I have myself, and if you go out and you don't see somebody for three and a half to four hours, it's an awesome experience being by yourself out there. The, the solitude is absolutely fantastic, and I think everybody should try it once. Because there's not many people go out the house and don't see somebody for four hours. That's true. Yeah. It's a hard, it's a hard thing to do. But when you, I've been in the lakes in the back of beyond off the beaten track for three to four hours, and it's no seeing practically nobody, and it's it's it's, a, it's fantastic. And yeah, I don't mind, I don't mind running by myself. That's cool. I don't mind, I don't mind running by myself. Okay. Um, do you have a favourite race that you've ever seen, whether it's on TV or if it's in person or anything like that? Uh, favourite races, I'd say, like, I've seen my favourite races in London, which I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, the other favourite races I'd like to go to is something like the Mount Blanc or somewhere like that, mm-hmm. or like I say, the Barclays, some of the extreme ones. Going, yeah. Even if I didn't participate, I'd like to go and just be part of them and watch them come in and... And the other one um, is not an official race as such. It's more of a challenge. Uh, one that we always hang on to was the Bob Green Round in the Lake District. Uh-huh. And I've been and watched people finish that. And we've done a really on it and we've wrecked it. And all being not an official race, it's it's a great challenge. And we yeah. absolutely, me and a, a group and a friends of mine actually adore the Bob Green Round. It's a fantastic event. Yeah. And that's that's one I've always keep on going back to to wreck it and do parts of it that's awesome I've just by the way I googled this Barclay Marathon and it just looks horrendous <laughs> it does not look nice oh yes <laughs> oh no 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 <laughs> it's, there's only 15 people ever finished it since 1985 I think 15 so, uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, you, don't, you don't finish it you do, you, what you, you, 
You can't even get the hard thing is you can't even get into it. It's a secret on how to get into it, uh-huh. but it's just it's insane. It's insane, but it's fantastic. It's it's definitely for the deranged. You've got to be <laughs> you, you've got to be a deranged nut job just to even think about it. You know. I'm just seeing you know. pictures of cut legs and some yeah, weird yeah, feet. What's going oh, on? That's, well, that's I mean that's that's the one. Sometimes when we go. When we go training, we come back. Um, all depends where we've been. Sometimes we go places and we come back with, with bits of scrapes and bits of claret and yeah. skin missing, and you know, it's, it's all part of it. It's all part of wild, what we call wild running. Wild running, yeah. This Barkley Marathon yeah. is crazy wild. <laughs> okay. Um, I want to know: Do you put everything on Strava? No. Oh, definitely not. No, I'm a fellow runner. Definitely not. Strawbers. Sure, no, please. Strawbers. Strawbers. Strawbers for people who go for... It, it's good, and it helps people, and it attracts them, and it helps them, and anything that helps them is a great thing. Mm-hmm. But the only thing I will say is now there's too many people, for me personally, obsessed with it. And they'll go for a run, and they'll do... We'll get back and Strava will say they've done 5.92 mile. So we'll go and run around the car or the car park or the block just to make sure that they get six in. What difference does it make? That's not yeah. going to improve the many. Don't be... Don't yeah. become a slave to the watch. And that's the great thing about getting back to the fells. You can be out in the fells three hours, four hours, six hours. Freedom. And like I said before, yeah, freedom. Run fell, run free, you can... You can run, your, your mile times will vary from five minutes to, to, to 20 minutes. Depends whether you're going up or down or, or what your terrain is. And Strava can be a great tool, but it can also overtake you. Yeah. It, it can dictate to you. And there's actually people, if Strava's not working, they won't go for a run because it's not recorded. How sad. That's bad. How sad. Oh, dear. So my advice to people would be, Every now and again, put your watch down, just go for a run, run how you feel, as far as you want, as far as what you feel like, and as fast as what you feel like, and don't give a hoot about how far you went, how fast you are going, just enjoy it, clear the mind, and just run free. And wow. It's a big world out there. Yeah, that's, that's a challenge. That would be my advice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just, just go and enjoy it. Enjoy it. Awesome. Who is your favourite athlete of all time? Running-wise, mm-hmm. I've got to say probably Josh Neal or Billy Bland. Oh, Billy yeah. Bland, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Josh just Neal or Billy Bland. I've, uh, Killian Jonas, he's another one. Absolutely, he's just an animal. Yeah. He's just a mountain, he's just a mountain goat. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's, there's been some good... Good runners throughout the years, which I followed back yeah. in the day, the likes of Lassie Zavian and all them. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Kipchoge and the Marathon Runner, you've got to admire all of them. But yeah. I, I, I like the old fell runners. Um, yeah. What about outside of running? Oh, outside of running? Oh. Yeah. Do you like other sports as well, actually? Oh, yes, I like other sports. Um, I like me cricket, I follow me cricket. Yeah, because um, you said you played loads when you were younger, so... Yeah, follow follow the football, you know. Mm. Um, I'd probably say 
in the footballing world, anybody who used to play for someone, especially back in the day, Sunderland. When yeah, well, not just in oh yes, yes. Okay. Uh, not, not every, not everybody in the northeast. Uh, it's not all black and white up here, you know. It's all red and white as well. Yeah, yeah. This is, you know, it's not just one city up here. So, um, no, no, no. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, I've always, you know. It's, and I think the thing about sportsmen is it's not just what they achieve in the sport. Yeah. I think it's how they portray themselves with the public and what they do, you know. I mean, and sometimes some sportsmen get a bad press, sometimes get a good press, but I don't think you always get the full story about them. Mm. And sometimes you hear about, especially, like, say, like, say footballers who make the money, um, what they actually do. You know, the, when, when you go into the deck and you hear the stories of how they've helped people, but that's never, that doesn't sell papers. No, exactly. It's yeah. only bad stuff that sells papers. Bad yeah. news sells papers, not good news. Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah, but no, no, um, yeah, I like me, I, I, I like me old Sunderland players. I've got to give them that one. Fair enough. Um, do you have favourite running shoes? Sorry. Do you have favourite running shoes? Innovate. Got yeah. to be. Yeah. Innovate shoes. Awesome. Um, do you have a favourite book that you've ever read? Oh, book-wise, uh, Feet in the Clouds is a good one. Feet in the um, Clouds. Uh, yeah, Feet in the Clouds is a good one. Um, I've went through quite a few, but basically anyone in uh, one called The Round, and they're all about the Bob Green Round. Anything to do with um, the fell running and the, the lakes and that type of thing, I've, I, I read all them. That's awesome. It's good inspiration, and I, I learn from them. Yeah. Brilliant. What's your favourite movie? Music. Movie. Okay, we can do music as well, actually. I haven't done that one before. Oh, sorry, I thought I was going to say music. Um, oh, listen to anything. <laughs> anything. Nice. Uh, um, long as it's not... Uh, in the minute, keep off the Christmas songs. Too early. What? Um, <laughs> it's too early. I've been, listening, I've been wearing my Christmas jumper since October. No, oh, no, no, no. It's not the, <laughs> Hey, December I'll let you off, but now no, still November. Next oh, week I'll get, next week you're okay. I'll okay. next week. I might just um, post this podcast next week then. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, um, I mean, I, let's listen to anything, you know. But one thing I'll never do is listen to music when I run. Yeah? No, never do that. Ne never have, never will. Okay. You feel like it kind of impedes in the... The sort of run, fell, run free sort of vibe. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Just, just let me mind wander and just have a look around and see what's going on and just, just yeah. think and put the world to rights. Don't need the music. That's awesome. I like that. Um, okay, but what's your favourite movie? Favourite film? Oh, oh, that's a hard one. Yeah, probably, uh, probably something that's got a bit of truth in it. I mean, if you look at the likes of the Schindler's List was good. Um, something that's got a bit history to it, you know. I mean, um, just the, the, I'm not 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 in the all actions where 
everything gets blown up and your hero comes away and he's only got a scratch on his head, you know. I'm yeah. not into that. I'm just, just I'm into something that's got a bit got a bit history to it, to be honest. Yeah. So something that's a bit like so like more more truthful, you know. Um because I said one thing I'll never read is uh and I'm been the same with films either, I suppose, is fiction. Yeah. Why 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 read a book that's a made up story when you read something that was actually true and happened? You don't learn anything from fiction. Mm. But you learn you're learning from something that happened that was true. So I'm more of a historian really, I suppose. Fair enough. You know? Yeah. I like that. Um Okay, just a couple more questions. One is what is one thing that is still on your bucket list? One thing you do on your bucket list? Yeah. Uh, well, apart from the borrow deal again. Um, <laughs> Unfinished business. <laughs> um, oh. I, I, I've got a lot of people go on the bucket lists, which is it's a great thing to do for them. Mm-hmm. For me, I want, I want to get very, very serious here, right? Yeah. And can kill this a little bit. I remember once we were talking about that at work, and somebody said, what do you wish for? And everybody said, win the lottery, you know, do this, do that. And you know what mine was? What? It was, let me kids bury me, and I don't bury them. Wow. And it killed the, it killed the conversation. I was a right party killer. <laughs> but I said, that's it. So, you know, um, and I'll always stay by that. I'll always stay there by that. What do you think man I'd like to do? Um, you put the list, I'd probably like to go to a foreign country and run a good marathon and just enjoy it, you know, yeah. which, which I will do. Either that or I'd love to, I'd like to go and see a, a test match or something like that or, oh, yeah. something in the, or see someone in the cup final again. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll live in hope. We'll live in hope. <laughs> That's a real wish, that one. I think your friends might win the lottery before that. (laughs) You're probably right. (laughs) Oh, crikey. Okay, um, two more questions. Do you have any hidden talents? Any what, sorry? Any hidden talents? Hidden talents? Oh. Um, I'm not, well, I I do a little bit of work in that and bits and pieces that and... Certainly, mm. I wouldn't say wouldn't say talent, but I've I make a I make a, a lot of wood carvings and bits and pieces and stuff like that. So I'm quite artistic, which are That's cool. you know I, I like doing that sort of stuff. I'm I'm reasonable there. I can I can I can make almost make I can almost make something out of nothing, so to speak. That's really cool. Uh, I've got a some quite quite useful me hands like that, which is good. Yeah, that's really really good. And um, finally, is there one athlete that you would like to hear on this podcast next? Who Josh would you like to speak to? Who? <laughs> Josh Neal, but you won't get hold of him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we live in... We can hope. We, 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 we live in hope. Exactly. Um, well, it's always just somebody local who I knew. Yeah. Uh, if you went down to friendship of mine, um, mm. oh, there's, there's certainly a few. Uh, oh, there was a gentleman called Keith Monty who was absolutely fantastic. He'd be great on it, you know. 
um, or gentlemen called Peter Rooney. Um, these, these are people who I've run the fields with and I've got great admiration for, you know what I mean? They're, they're yeah. good friends of mine. Awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. But, hey, the good thing about it is it doesn't matter because if there's somebody else, it's a different view. It's exactly. a different thought. Yeah. And while you get different people with different thoughts, it broadens the horizon and people think different. And when you hear different people with different views, then you, either you just alter yours slightly or you take in. Or, or sometimes you think, nope, I was right. Yeah. I was right in the first time. You know, yeah. so it's good. So really, um, I think talk's good. Um, and hopefully, hopefully, if anybody hears this, they can pick something out and say, hey, that's not a bad idea. Or I'll try that and it's worked and they've enjoyed it. And like I say, you, yeah. it's good to listen to other people's views. You don't, you don't always agree with them, and you don't always go with what they say. But it's good it's, to hear where they're coming from. It's, it's good, yeah. Yeah, you, you've got to. But what you have got to do, I think, is you've got to appreciate that. That's what they think, whether yeah. you agree or not. And then yeah. they've all got their own personal opinions, their own way. And there's no. I'm certainly not saying what I see is right or what I see is wrong, or vice versa to somebody else. It's your, it's your own personal thought. And at the end of the day. As long as if you do right by other people and you're a good person, well, the world will be a better place. That's right. Love it. Awesome. Well, before we finish, have you got any advice for anyone who's getting into running and just wants to be really good at it? Anybody who, anybody getting into running? Yeah, yeah. Right. Enjoy it. It's not a chore. It's going to be hard. You're not going to make any money out of it. So do it, do it for the right reason, and just enjoy it. Vary it, try your best, and just, it's a, like I say, it's a big world out there. You'll meet some lovely people. If you do like it, get yourself to a running club, and what will happen there is learn off others. But like I say, at the end of the day, just have a good time, and just stay safe and be happy. Awesome. Well, listen, guys, remember the well, you can check out Paulie's on Facebook if you want to connect. Um, follow Ardent Run Club on Instagram and at This Is Ardent on all social media for updates on this podcast and us over here at Ardent. And subscribe to Ardent Run Club so you can be the first to know when the new weekly episodes come out. Any last words, Paul, before we finish? No, all I say is it's been a pleasure. And like I said, everybody, wish them all the best. Um, just look after yourselves, look after each other, stay safe, and be good. Fantastic. Cheers. Fantastic. This has been Ardent Run Club, episode 57, with Paul Doxford. I hope you learned something, I hope you've been inspired, and I hope you find your fire. See you next time.